I used to really, really hate money. And at the end of the month, don't tell anyone, but I used to have no money in my bank account. <laughs> I used to be so bad at it. Like I was making money, but I was spending it at the same time way too much. And basically I wasn't always just really responsible with money. At a certain point, I'd kind of had it and I started changing things. And I have a few small tweaks, small things I did that I think might help you forward if you want to get rid of your own bad money mindset. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward with Amy show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward with Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. I might be smiling now, but in 2016, trust me, I was not smiling, because in 2016, I had a really bad relationship. It was like I was in a relationship with the devil. <laughs> and the devil was money. I kept telling myself, I hate money. Money stresses me out. Money is the devil. And um, it was because at the time I, I was in a financial position where I was providing for myself and I was also studying full time. And every month I was working my ass off and I was making good money. But for some reason, at the end of the month, I didn't have any money left either. And I started realizing like, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so busy. I'm studying full-time. I'm working full-time on my business. Back then it was uh, my fitness coaching business. Um, and if I keep staying in this cycle, I'm never going to get out. So I have to figure out a way to get out of this cycle because, you know, it started dawning on me. As long as I keep hating money, money is going to hate me right back. And I'm never going to get out of the, the status I am in right now. And I craved some more flexibility. I craved some more independence and stability. And I thought, okay, let's start changing it because that is how we roll in the, the fast forward team or the fast forward lifestyle is we take ownership for the things you want to change. And you might know that quote by Steve Jobs, like if you wake up too many days and you have in a row and you realize that what you're going to do that day isn't something you want to do, it's time to start changing things. And that's how I felt about my relationship and my situation with money, because I was good at making it. I was also good at spending it. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but I was just not good at keeping a buffer because I was also just used to not having a buffer. My set point was having no money or having the money for the next month, but it was always just a really close call. Um, so one of the first things that happened, I'm going to walk you through a few things I did to change that is I realized what I was doing. I just said it, I hate money or money is the devil. And I realized, okay, this is kind of a money mantra. So I started reading up on things that uh, I could do to change my money mindset, which is what I'm going to do with you in this episode. And yeah, I kind of decided, okay, you shouldn't say money is a devil or money is bad um, or I hate money anymore. Money is going to hate you right back. So let's try and change some of these things because if you want to be respected by money, you're going to have to start respecting money. So I started saying things like, I love money, money loves me. There's more where that came from when I spent something. Um, I don't know, There, I can always make more money, um, stuff like that. I just started saying it, but I definitely the main thing I did was I watched myself talk in the negative sense. So basically it became, I love money, money loves me, money is great, money gets to buy me things, I love money. And then the next thing I did is, obviously I was Googling at the time, like so many articles, and I kept Googling what do millionaires do for their morning routines and stuff like that. But there 
came to this point where I, where I realized I need to stop Googling what people do and I see, need to start doing things. So for anyone out there who is constantly consuming content, I love that you listen to my podcast. But if you listen to a lap, like a past podcast, did you apply to things I taught you there? Have a look at yourself. Maybe there is a lot that you know, but you're not doing. What are some of the things that come to mind? Because often we... We wait for our mindset to be ready to do something. But sometimes you just need to take the actions and then the mindset will follow. So I got to this point where I was like, okay, I just need to take better care of myself. I need to sleep more and that's the main thing I need to do. So I need to work on my evening routine. So I got that from all of those articles. I was like, you're just not getting enough sleep. Change that. Um, and I was, I was researching all of those things. I also started finding things about money mindsets. And... There was this one article or a video, I don't even remember, that really hit home for me because it was about creating a money buffer. It was about the physical way that you can use money to build up a new type of relationship with money, namely having 1,000 euros near you. Because if you're used to never having money, if you then create 1,000 euros and you keep that in an envelope, for example, in your bedroom, which is what I did at the time, you're basically going to teach yourself to stop spending everything so that you always go back to your zero or minus set points. And you're going to cultivate some type of trust that you are able to create money and keep the money and be financially responsible. And I had to reteach myself to be financially responsible because although I, I was proud of how far I'd come and I had that studio and everything... I had to teach myself that it was also good to save money because I wasn't used to that. I was used to building up stuff, but also spending and investing. And I just didn't have anything left over ever. So I did that and I built up this 1000 euro buffer and put it in my bedroom so I could have this as a sort of thing that, you know, gave me a feeling of abundance and safety. And I needed that control because that's often something we don't have with money is we feel scarcity which means that we feel unsafe, which means that control could be a fix to that, actually. And something else I did is, or if I'm being honest, I still like to have a lot of cash on hand in my wallet. Um, I still just often stop by the bank and I still spend a lot of money cash. I know everyone wants this cashless society, but I like knowing what I have in my wallet. I like having this feeling of if something happens, I have cash. This is one thing I did in the beginning of the the pandemic. I knew that my, my cousin was highly pregnant and she was actually going to deliver my godchild. And then, you know, the lockdowns happened and everything. And I was like, holy shit, what if she gives birth and there are no doctors or hospitals or whatever? And I need to go and find someone to help her deliver the baby. And the first thing I did is I went to the bank and I got myself a bunch of cash because I was like, if I have cash, I can help. Now, this was years later after I had fixed my money mindsets and got it to a positive place. But it is something that, you know, they say money doesn't make you happy, but money can get you a lot of things. Money can buy you a lot of things. It can fix a lot. So cash is just, I love cash. And I still do that to this day. Just carry around cash. Please don't mug me. Kind regards, Amy. <laughs> um, you know, when the, someone sees me walking on the street, they don't know that I made this episode, right? It's not written on my face. Um, and then, you know, okay, so I had a better money mantra. I love money. Money loves me. Money flows easily. And money flows to me. I had a thousand euro buffer. And I started 
you know, just by spending more time on working with money, became more responsible. And I started building up that buffer in different ways. I'd learned about the, I read this book, The Richest Man in Babylon. Um, I think it's George Clayson who wrote that book. I linked it up on my website, by the way, on fastforwardsamy.com. There are tons of resources if you're wondering which audiobook you need or like a, like an e-reader, which one I use. I even have like free credits if you start your own Audible account, stuff like that. You can find all of that under resources on fastforwardsamy.com. Um, I just link up important stuff there so I don't have to link it up on my Instagram. So if you're ever looking for something, just go there. I even linked up all of my favorite books. So George Clayson wrote this book, um, very thin book, The Richest Man in Babylon. And the book talks about if at the end of the month you save the money that's left over, you're not going to have any money, money left over. So it's better to just save your money at the beginning of the month and everyone can make you with 10% less than they originally had. If you can survive and feed yourself with 100%, you can do the same with 90% is his takeaway. Now, I can immediately hear you resisting this. And I get that there are exceptions, obviously, but you're listening to this probably on a smartphone. So I'm thinking you are probably not the exception to this rule. And I'm fairly convinced that if you make this recurring assignment for your bank account that at the beginning of the month, when your paycheck gets deposited, you redirect 10% of your income to an extra account that you don't see in your usual login. So with a different bank or whatever, that you're going to be saving 10% automatically and you're going to be building up a savings account. I started doing this actually before I was in that bad money place, but it definitely helped me with my next steps. Um, and it also, you know, before that I had the limiting belief that, oh, the little amount of money I can save, it's never going to help me buy a house. And that's also kind of like how I I wasn't raised like that, like saving money. So I had to teach myself to save money. And at a certain point I realized, you know what, if I save, uh, let's say, 30 euros a month, and I do this for 12 months, that's going to be 360 euros. This was as a student that I did that in the, all the way in the beginning. And I thought, okay, that's not a lot, but if something happens, 360 euros can help me along. Like it, it can help me do stuff. And if I never touch it in three years, it's going to be more than a thousand euros if the percentage of like, if the amount stays the same. So I just started doing that and I never looked at that account again. And at a certain point, it really helped me. I think uh, I, I kept increasing it when my income increased. And at a certain point, I had 10,000 euros there. And it definitely did help me out in um, times where all of a sudden I was moving or I had to buy new furniture or a washer broke down, stuff like that. I always still try to pay for st that stuff with other things. And actually, I ended up being able to use that apart for my move when I moved all of a sudden and then I had to do that. But also a part of that, I actually reinvested in other stuff like, for example, in gold and silver, stuff like that. And this was still in the beginning. So I didn't just save that 10%. I started looking at, oh, maybe it's interesting to buy some gold, to buy some silver. And again, it was like, it's not a lot because I bought this really tiny, tiny coin back in the days. And it was only, I think, 200 euros. But I knew if I buy the coin, I'm not going to spend the money. It would literally be the last thing you spend if you're really, really, really hungry. Then you will go and uh, trade in the gold for cash. So I started hacking myself to start saving more money in different ways by using an account that wasn't in my normal bank account, by putting it into silver, into gold. And it wasn't a lot, but it really helped 
to cultivate that sense of responsibility and stability for me that I always knew I always have a backup. I created an Excel file where I put all of that stuff in and um, I just learned that it felt good to take control of that stuff. And that helped me get to a more neutral place about money. And in the end, that actually led to me creating a positive mindset about money. Some of the other things I did is... I already said it, I was always good at spending money and I was, I had a pretty positive mindset about it, but I did catch myself sometimes being like, oh wow, this costs so much money. And that was again, a little bit of a bad mantra. And sometimes I was angry that I had to pay bills and I thought, "Mm, that's not good energy. If I get mad when I spend money, what am I telling myself? Again, it's that money is bad. And I thought, this is not good. I need to change this. So what I did is I started saying thank you to my money as I spent it. And I still do that to this day. When I pay wages of my staff, I don't think like, oh, these fuckers cost me so much money. (laughs) I say, I'm laughing because someone from my team is obviously in the room with me. First up, they know I'm lying because they know I don't actually pay the wages. Uh, Someone on my team does that. Um, But I used to do this myself. And I always... Think about thanking what they do for me when I actually like uh, do the transfer. When I pay for a bill, I thank the fact that I got that food. When I buy something, I think I'm, I love my money so much and I thank my money for the fact that it gets me that stuff like, you know, hours from people or energy or a pretty house or furniture or even, you know, I have this sometimes... When I go to the pharmacy right before I take a trip because I always have this whole traveling pharmacy thing with me uh, because I used to be sick a lot for a long time. It's kind of like a trauma I have. Um, and I've had points in the past few years where I spent like 200 euros on like pharmaceutical stuff just, just in case. And there are times when I've been angry about that, but then I realized like I'm so grateful that my money allows me to be safe, that my money allows me to prepare for stuff, that my money gets to fix this. And I noticed this um, last September, I was stuck in London because something got canceled and basically I couldn't get out of the country, but I really wanted to go home. And for 400 euros for something really, really useless, I could get out. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. 400 euros is going to fix this for us. The person I was traveling with was like, oh, that's such an interesting way to look at that because I was looking at it like, God damn it, this is going to cost us 400 euros. What a waste of money, blah, blah, blah. And he said, you're looking at this like amazing 400 euros can just get me out of the country. Cool. I can fix this with money because I always think you can always make more money. I think that's one of the core beliefs that I want to give you with this money mindset session is you can always make more money. And if that is triggering you right now, I want you to stop right here. I want you to pause this recording and to think by yourself, like, why is this triggering me? You can always make more money. Is it the you part? You don't think you can do it? Is it the fact that you don't believe that you can make money? Newsflash, money is just a trading equipment that gets printed somewhere. You can literally make it if you want to. Like, and catch me if you can. You can make it yourself. Don't do that. Uh, Also, don't take any financial advice from me. I'm not liable. All that stuff. You can always make more money. Hey, this is a really quick interruption with a surprise for you. I promise you're gonna love this. 
I was just in a conversation, actually a power hour, with a client in my mastermind and we were going through her strategy of how to scale her six-figure business to seven figures this year. And I asked her what she wanted and she said, yeah, I want a million, but I also want more time with my kids. I want to stop working evenings and I want to have more energy for what I love doing. And I said, okay, no problem. Let's list out all of your targets. We did exactly that. And then we got to work on the key elements she needs in order to grow her six-figure business to a seven-figure business this year. And I applied my million methods. Now we worked on this for a little bit over an hour. And at the end I was like, well, this was really valuable. Why don't I put this into a training to share with my audience? And as you are here on a podcast, I want to offer this to you for free. Now know that working with me costs 10k for a day. The fact that I'm offering this to you for free is quite a glitch and I am going to delete this after a while. So if you want my million method training, there is only one way you can access it. It's by going to my Instagram, Fast Forward Amy, and DMing me the word method. If you do that, I'm going to send you my quick 24-minute training where I map out exactly how you can grow your online business from six to seven figures this year. So go to my Instagram, Fast Forward Amy, DM me the word method, and I'm going to send you the link to this really, really exclusive video training. Okay, bye! Even if you're working for someone else and not self-employed, you can still start a side hustle. You can start investing money. You can sell stuff that you have in your house. You can always make more money. And then we come to the money part. You can always make more money. What is money to you? Is it a tool? Is it energy? Is it something that gives you nightmares? It's time you take a look at that. What does money actually represent to you? One of my biggest aha moments came when I was starting to get burnt out and my prices were too low. I was really good at what I did, but my prices were just too low. I had never increased them because I didn't want to offend anyone. And a friend of mine said, wow, your energies must be off then because you're working really hard, but you're actually not making enough money for what you're doing. So you have an energy imbalance because money is just a type of energy. And that shifted everything for me. From that time onwards, I will, I've never checked anymore what someone else charges for something. I don't care. When I create something, I want to, that to give people 10 times the amount of value or the transformation than the amount that they're actually paying for. When I look at the fact that I run my entire business on six hours of coaching a month, namely two Thursdays a month, it's all, the only thing I need to run my entire business in the core, you know, what people actually pay me for, my time. I look at it as an energy transaction. I don't look at that hour of coaching is so much money or blah, blah, blah. I look at people are paying me for my energy. I get paid for this. And I don't think even thinking hourly rates anymore, although I think it's a really good place to start that in the beginning you calculate your hourly rates. Um, I actually have a training on that, by the way, but I'll uh, say more about that in a second, is that money is just a type of energy. So when your energy is off, there is probably also a money problem. You might just be working too much and not making enough money. Does that mean that you need to immediately increase your prices? Not necessarily. Does that mean that you need to switch your job? Not necessarily, but you do have some stuff to fix with your money mindsets. And one of the next things that I would recommend you do is that you take back your control with money. 
And what you could do um, is you could join me in a session to do that, actually, because um, I was looking back at like, how, how did I grow so much financially? And there are a few phases. There was a phase where I grew a lot in income, but there was also this phase that I'm talking about right now where I really worked on that stability because we need stability in order to flourish, you know? Uh, that's the Maslow pyramids. We all need stability in order to grow further and to be able to be loved, love people, blah, blah, blah. We all need a roof over our heads. And when we're constantly worried about money, it's just really exhausting. So I've decided to host a session with you where we're basically going to look at how can you take your first steps to financial control, which means what do you have right now? What are you making? What could you be spending on, for example, investing in yourself or maybe like for your health, maybe you you want to invest more in your health. It might be medicine, it might be a personal trainer, but you're thinking, hey, Amy, I work full time. I can't afford this. I kind of want to look at with you what your priorities are, what your current situation with money is and where you want to go. And I know that it's really difficult to hit new money targets and levels if you just don't know what's happening right now. So I want to invite you to join me in a session to do that and to get your own financial control back. It's going to be my your next steps to financial control session and you can sign up for that um, because I'm hosting this in my business school so you can go to phosphoretamy.com forward slash financial control and I'm going to teach you how at any given point in your career or in your business or in your life you can take back your financial control to create the next steps to more financial independence and freedom I think it's like first we want control then we can become independent and then we can achieve true freedom. Those are like different steps, but it all starts with the control part and it's going to make you feel really great when you know you have your shit in order. So I'm going to show you how I've done it, how I'm doing it right now and how you can do it too in whichever phase you're in. And I linked it up in the description too. By the way, the entire uh, business school I'm hosting this summer has different types of these sessions. So through that link, uh, you can go and sign up and the business school um, is hosted by my Fast Forward Academy, where we are teaching people basically to fast forward many things in their career and in their life. And this summer, we have decided to basically pledge ourselves to teach people how to become financially independent because they don't teach you this at school. Sure, they teach you how to calculate nonsense, but they don't teach you how to calculate things with money. They don't teach you about taxes. They don't teach you about loans and friends and family and money. You also don't get taught enough about sex. You don't get taught enough about relationships, communication, your health. We do a lot in school, but we don't necessarily learn the skills we need at a later age. So that's what I want to do with you. Come and sign up uh, if you want to join the full business school school or you're listening to this later on and you're like oh Amy this sounds amazing I need those steps to financial independence then you can just find everything as a paid product after the summer because we're doing this live as a gift to everyone from our mission and later on this is going to be a paid product you can find the entire business school through phosphoretamy.com forward slash bus okay so I have talked to you about um, your money mantra and looking at where did that come from? Um, is it maybe past behavior that kind of got you to a place where you were hating on money? Uh, you need to respect money so it can respect you back. We talked about creating a buffer for yourself, you know, little envelope, little cash in your wallet. This is a nice feeling. We talked about saving money in different ways that you don't get to spend it that easily, that you can teach yourself that you are responsible with it. And we talked about thanking your money for what it can do for you and that you need control. So maybe right now you don't want to look at your bank account because you're afraid of what it says. 
Maybe you don't want to join me for that session because you don't want to be confronted with what's happening. But if you don't do that, is it going to get better? No. We as humans, we are wired to not be good at handling insecurity. It feels unsafe. And then we go into a fear and a scarcity type of working. We need control. We need security in order to know what the next steps are. Let me tell you something. Even if your money situation is really bad right now, it's okay. It's better to know it. It's better to open the bills. It's better to open the envelopes and to know what you're up against and to know who the enemy is. And we're going to turn them into not an enemy. Then to not know because that is going to cost you far more energy than it's actually going to cost you to fix it. So gather up a little bit of courage. Sign yourself up for that session. Come and join me in the business school to so we can get you to financial independence. And you know what? Open that banking app on your phone. It's time to look. We say at beest in the bek kijken. So it's like time to look at the beast in the mouth. <laughs> um, and it's time to just own up. Because you're never going to become a millionaire if you don't fix your shit that you're experiencing right now. Okay. Let's go and get you that control on your finances. You can find me through fastforwardamy.com forward slash financial control. I'm going to see here if I missed anything. Yeah, maybe you're currently wondering, like, how should I budget myself? That's basically what we're going to be doing there. Like, how are you earning your money, spending your money? If you want to grow, what do you have to change? Whew. Okay, uh, let me know if you like this episode. Uh, did we like the episode, Amber? Yeah, we loved it. She's giving me a thumbs up. Um, I did well. <laughs> <laughs> earlier today I recorded another episode and I cried so if you want to listen to those episodes and you're wondering about okay Amy this all sounds great but what else did you do to actually become a self-made millionaire in the last few episodes you can actually go and find that out so in the two previous episodes I talked about my journey from the past 10 years how I have a not so overnight success story but in 10 years time I actually got rich and made a fuck ton of money. So if you're wondering about that, go and listen to those episodes. And uh, otherwise, see you next week, Tuesday, for a new episode of the Fast Forward Amy Show. Bye.